0: Welcome to the Roll for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plagstone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on listener, your quest awaits. Hey everyone, welcome
1: to Roll for Combat Pathfinder Edition, where we are going to be playing the Fall of Stone. and we have a new cadre of players. That's right, those of you who listen to our Roll for Combat Dead Sons adventure, you'll recognize a few of the players, but we've brought a few new people into the fold. For those of you who don't know, I am Steven Glicker, I am the GM of the Role for Combat Dead Sons Adventure Path that we've been playing for about two years. For those you who want to know a little bit more about me, a real quick bio, I've been playing role-playing games for about 43 years, something like that, since the 70s, was brought up on D&D First Edition, and I've uh, played ever since. I also have a little bit of experience in the game industry. I've developed for Goodman Games and most recently have been developing for Paizo for Starfinder and even did some stuff for Pathfinder 2nd Edition for the next adventure path. But with that, let's see who else is joining us. Jason, you want to take it away? Sure. I hate to kill the buzz of the new people by going with the old people, but I'm Jason McDonald and you will probably recognize me as the same jason mcdonald who plays tuttle blacktail on the starfinder dead sons podcast that we do um like steve i am a longtime gamer back to my childhood playing uh you know AD&D, top secret even the random game of boot hill here and there been playing with steve and his group you know for about six or seven years i guess uh that we've been doing this though of course obviously we've only been doing the, the show for two years so that's me You get to wait. Vanessa is up next.
2: Hi, my name is Vanessa Hoskins. I've been playing D20 games since college and plenty of uh, Final Fantasy and other computerized role-playing games before that. And uh, I am a freelancer for Paizo uh, for both the Starfinder and Pathfinder line, as well as third-party publishers that support those games. And I've written adventures for both the Pathfinder and Starfinder organized play systems. Uh, Finally, I am a No Direction member and blogger, and I write a... uh, a blog all about how to make your own adventures.
1: Well, now Rob can go. I don't wanna. Okay.
3: Fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, hello. Rob Tremarco here. Uh, I've been a guest on a few episodes here of Roll for Combat. And like uh, the ancients uh, of Steve and Jason, I, too, have been playing uh, role-playing games since the, the early days Uh, From D&D to champions to everything else under the sun, including all the new stuff uh, that's out these days. And I'm excited for Pathfinder 2E. And finally, we have our tank commander, Lauren.
4: Yes, I am Lauren. Uh, Myself and Vanessa were invited here, thanks to Steve, which we are very happy to be on the show, from No Direction. I play uh, in Adventurous, where you can listen to my character, Lily, who is not a murderer who poisons people with baked goods. Don't try and say she is. Uh, I also play Sam Hamish, the outlaw for hire, in our Stellar podcast. And I write the Dear Dova Queen advice column. I'm pretty sure I'm either the only... I think I'm the only Pathfinder advice column in a Dear Abbey style. And finally, I just started our new show, Bend the Knee. I've been doing the advice column for four years where people ask me questions and bend the knee, the tables are turned. I'm asking the questions and I get three illustrious guests to give me a fun response to something like, which magic item would you want in real life?
1: Cool. So with that, I'm going to give you guys an introductory of what we're doing. We are going to be playing The Fall of Plague Stone, an adventure written by Jason Bowman. And for those of you who don't know... This module is kind of a mini-module, a mini-adventure, if you will. It's about maybe the same size as a single Adventure Path module, maybe a little bit bigger. It should take our characters from first level to third or fourth level. I haven't done the math. I think it's fourth level. So we'll see the characters grow and change. But the nice thing about this adventure is that we're going to get to play it, try out the new rule system, see what shakes out... And also get an idea of what it's like so that if we do a more ambitious adventure, like an adventure path, I kind of want to be prepared before I jump into a two-year excursion of a brand-new adventure path. So I felt a mid to smaller size adventure would be good. Something like a society thing, I think it's way too small. A society adventure is like only five hours. This should top around 30 to 40 hours. And that way you could also listen to the whole thing. Without having to dedicate two years of your life to just one podcast, and obviously people want to mix it up. The other thing is, I also like this adventure. Jason is one of my favorite writers, and he he doesn't disappoint. I've read this adventure several times, gone through it. This adventure is a nice mix of combat and social situations. So, for those of you interested in knowing how Pathfinder Second Edition works, you'll get to see the rules in play in multiple ways. You'll get to see a little bit of everything and we also have a nice mix of characters, and we even have some people that might be able to craft. So hopefully we get to try out all the rules, so we'll get to play not just the game as gamers, but also explore the new rule set of Pathfinder 2nd Edition and see how it's different. And that being said, you'll probably hear us actually talk about the rules right on the game, because it just came out. It's brand new. Yeah, we read the rules a couple of times, but this is the first public playing of the second edition rules outside PaizoCon that I have done, as well as probably everyone else sitting around this table right now. So with that, let's start the adventure, shall we? The adventure begins as a caravan travels south by southeast from Edondale, the capital of Isger, to Almis, the capital of Andorian on a road between the Aspodel Mountains and the Five Kings Range. There are faster and easier routes south, but those seeking to avoid Chelyax. This is the safest. Fort Braggith, a dwarf trader from the Five Kings Mountains, is welcome in many settlements for his fair prices and gregarious spirit, and has been using this route for years. The caravan consists of six covered wagons, four of which are laden with supplies, trade goods, and trinkets. Bort makes his home in the lead wagon, with the cabin built into the back, while the final wagon is for the passengers and the cook, our PCs. It's been three days since you left Ildir, climbing into the back of one of Bort's wagons, bound for the faraway enduring capital of Almas. The smiling caravan master Cut your travel costs to only a handful of coppers, so as long as you promise to protect the wagons, should any trouble arise. Fortunately, your journey through the hinterlands of Isger has been quiet, even if the ride itself has been far from comfortable. As you broke camp this morning, Bort announced that you should arrive in the town of Etran's Folly by nightfall, and he promised a comfortable bed for the night as a reward for a long day's travel. The caravan's team master started to chuckle between them, trading knowing glances and subtle nods. But soon enough, you're on the road again. The wagon bouncing and creaking along the uneven trail. At this point, maybe you should go around and introduce yourselves and explain who is in this caravan traveling south.
2: Uh, Celeste speaks up. Um, She looks out of the the wagon that she's in. Uh, Master Barketh,
0: uh, is it always going to be this bumpy? Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer.
1: Oh, this is nothing. Wait until you see when we go through the mud fields. <laughs> I hope you brought some change of
2: clothes. Um, only the one set, uh, Celeste gathers her thick robes up around her, uh, trying to keep him off of her nice gleaming white outfit.
3: Uh, Cade will, uh, will chuck a little bit and, uh, your, your fancy robes may not uh, agree with some of the outdoors here. Uh, best stay on the wagon if you don't want to get uh,
0: messed up. Rob Tramarco is playing Cade Thistlerot. the halfling rogue thief.
2: I mean, that is why I brought this traveling cloak.
0: Well,
3: that'll help in the rain, I guess. Slogging through mud. Mm, you might need extra boots.
2: Okay,
4: will pipe up. Can you two pipe down? You're gonna attract every brigand in this whole countryside if y'all can't be quiet.
0: Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the Half-Orc Spirit Barbarian.
4: Prue uh, is a half-orc who wears chain mail that looks like it was dug out of some crypt and then uh, refurbished to be practical. She carries with her a very heavy-looking flail and a mean mug at all times. She almost never takes her helmet off, though, so they don't get much time to see it. When her helmet is off... You can see that half of her face is badly burned from scars, and a bunch of hair doesn't even grow on the left side of her head, so she just shaves it off anyway.
3: No, and uh, and Kate is a halfling. Um, he is uh, clad in some dark leather armor, and is uh, you know every so often there's there peeks out a little dagger handle, and on his back is a is a halfling sling staff.
1: Actually, I'm kind of frustrated that all we've had is mud and bumpy roads. I was kind of hoping we'd have some adventure. I hope we I was hoping defending the caravan would be more of an active
2: pursuit.
0: Oh, please no. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. Well, th- this would be Brixley,
1: a, who has a impressive set of armor and a rapier and is a good a gnome.
2: Uh, Celeste sort of uh, she's straightening up her her equipment, um, and she starts to pull her hair back, uh, her like almost platinum blonde hair, and starts to put it in a, a tight braid, which she coils up around her head in a little braided knot.
1: In the front of the cart is a old male elf named Cookie, who is aged even for an elf, and he's just sort of driving the cart and. The food has been acceptable this journey, nothing to write home about. He just sort of looks back over his shoulder as you guys sort of jibber-jabber and fiddle about, and he just is like, ugh, great. If you guys think the mud is bad, wait until we get the Plague Stone.
4: I agree, and I'm going to hobble up and sit next to him. These folks act like they've never seen the road before.
1: While you're traveling, you can see that this portion of Isgard is sparsely populated, consisting of small rural farms and isolated communities. It's temperate, with frequent light rains and the rich smell of damp earth, wafting on the pleasant breeze. The trail you've been on has been winding through the lowlands, passing along streams and through small forests. The game in this area has only recently recovered after years of war, and they've come out of hiding. As uh you continue along, Cookie looks at you and just says, "All I'm going to say is uh you guys better keep your wits about you in Plague Stone. Uh, the place is uh the place is cursed, I tell you. Everything that can go wrong in that place always seems to go wrong."
2: Well, it does have a very unfortunate name.
1: Oh. <laughs> Etrin's Folly? Yeah, well, you know, we just call Plague Stone. That's sort of its nickname. Well, you'll find out. Why.
2: Oh, so no one named it that on purpose. Oh, thank goodness.
1: No, no. With that, you hear Bort scream out, Up ahead is Plague Stone, he shouts from the front of the wagon. No sooner does the call fade from his lips than it is overshadowed by a series of long, mournful howls emanating from the woods to either side of the caravan. Moments later, you hear cries
4: of panic as a pack of mangy wolves descends from the forest with teeth, Baird. I'm honestly smiling because it's Mangy Wolves. Play it.
3: Play it. Play this play the play the thing. Are you gonna play Hungry Like the Wolf? No, he I mean, yes, he should. Roll
0: for combat!
3: Nice.
1: You are on the carts, and you see three mangy wolves bursting out of the edge of the forest. Prue! is up first what do you do now the nice thing about combat in second edition is pretty much everything is an action so right now you're on the cart if you want to get off the cart it's going to be an action
4: that's what i'm going to do prue's going to stand up well i'm going to declare my three actions first i'm going to use my actions for a stride a strike and then a trip so prue's gonna stand up on the cart casually adjust her helm and step down and then saunter up to the wolf all right, uh, let me make these attacks.
1: Well, it's one to get off the cart and then one to stride over to the wolf. So you have one left.
4: Okay, fair enough. Then she'll just hammer it with the flail. You swing and miss.
1: You get a 13, roll a six. Not quite enough.
4: A little rusty.
1: This next wolf is up. And what is this mangy wolf going to do? The mangy wolf is snarling and making wolfy type sounds. It strides up in front of who's that? Cade. Who's going to he's up there. So I'll give you a little bit of a bonus and cover as the wolf tries to jump up and bite at you, (laughs) the wolf tries to bite you and miss gets a second. And this one is at minus four because it is a finesse attack. And misses once again, even with the 18, because you have... Uh, let's cover. That was cover. That was cover. And cover. And cover. So that was the wolf from the east. Now the wolf from the north strides over, lets out a big howl, and sees Celeste is sitting there in the cart, being all dainty and worrisome. And the wolf tries to bite her as well. And even with the cover... Ouch. Ooh. It rolls an 18 and bites you with two points of damage. Don't spend it all in one place. And then she tries to bite you again. Oh, and then we're going to get to see the new system. Oh, no, no. not yet. Not yet. So even with uh, she gets a minus four to hit, I'm going to say it's a female wolf. Bud manages to hit with the 22. It's really an 18. And even with the covers, the 16 still hits you. Sure does. It does five points of damage. So you're already half dead. That's a good way to start. But that's not the best part. As the wolf bites you, fleas are jumping from the wolf's back onto you. Give me two fortitude saves. Oh, oh. Well, the fortitude save of a 23, the fleas jump on you, and you're like, ah, and you, like, flick them off. But the second bite with your fortitude save of eight, you get bitten by the fleas, and they're scouring and scurrying on you. You are sickened by these fleas all over you. So what sickened does, you're sickened one, and... It will... I
2: believe it's a minus one to all actions, essentially.
1: Yep. You take a status penalty equal to this value for all checks and DCs. So everything you do will be at minus one. However, you have a feeling that if you spent a little time trying to flick the fleas off... I <laughs> get it? Flea flicker? You can uh, maybe remove them. She is now up as oh. well.
2: Oh, s- stay away from me, wolves. Uh, she... A halo of of light, sort of a corona of light, envelops her for a moment um, as she says, Please, stay away from me, uh, and moves her hand in a complicated gesture. Uh, She is casting Sanctuary on herself. Ah. Uh, So with Sanctuary, uh, there's a protective energy, and any creature trying to attack me has to make a will save. Uh, And if they fail, they can't target me and they waste their action. Uh, With her other action, just in case they do target her, um, she puts her hand out in sort of a defensive gesture and a shield of energy, uh, of uh, yellowish bright energy, appears in front of her. Stay away, wolf.
3: Does that provoke an attack of opportunity?
2: Uh, If a wolf has an attack of opportunity reaction, they would be able to take it for either of those.
4: But typically it's just fighters nowadays.
3: Yeah, I don't know if wolves are... fighters (laughs) these wolves could have class levels
4: what's this attack
1: of opportunity thing you speak of that doesn't exist in pathfinder second edition feel free to cast spells even though she is literally surrounded by wolves so is that two actions how much uh, does it take to cast each of those spells is it only one action because a lot of spells take two actions to cast
2: Yeah, so Sanctuary has verbal and somatic components, so it takes two actions, and the shield spell is only one action. Uh
1: Aha, what does the shield spell give you?
2: I raise a magic shield, it counts as using a raise a shield action, and I get a plus one circumstance bonus to armor class until the start of my next turn. Uh, But it doesn't require a hand to use, so it just sort of floats in front of me for a bit. Uh, I can also use shield block reaction, but then that pops the shield and goes away for ten minutes.
1: Cool. So with that, with your three actions, you are done. Brixley, you are up. Brixley seems uncomfortably pleased by this turn of events because it means there are good deeds to do and foul beasts to slay. So he takes his sword, or his rapier, I'm sorry, steps to the front of the cart and attacks the wolf who attacked from the cart. Yeah, can I? Look at that. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. You stride up to the wolf. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hit with a 22. Do eight points of damage? And he's going to try to attack. He's dead. <laughs> you killed it. What? Oh. Well, in that case, I will use another my remaining action to get down off the cart. There you go. Because exactly. I was prepared to do a second attack. But if I don't need to, then I'll get down on the ground. Ha-ha. Blood is drawn and foes are slain. Those are slain. Mean G. Wolf next to Prue says, "Well, doesn't say anything." Goes and decides to attack. Snaps her jaws at Prue. Twenty for three points of damage. You are awesome, rolling Prue. hot tonight. Give me that fortitude save as please are flicking onto you. Thirteen. I got good news for you. The fleas have found a home in your armor. You will now have a flea circus living inside you. That's, that, if that's good news, I don't want to hear the bad news. bad news is a second attack is coming your way, and the wolf misses. Do you want to hear the best news of all? I'm not sure that I do. Third attack coming your way at a minus eight, it misses. So you hear the howl of another wolf off in the distance, however. On, on another piece of good news, I have a working title for the episode of Fleas to Meet You. There we <laughs> That's go.
3: That's awful. <laughs> Cade, All right. you are up. That's me. Um, what kind of action would it take for me to acrobatically leap off into a flanking position with Celeste? Uh, one action, I believe. Just one action? Uh, if I make the roll? Or is it one to get off, one to move situation? Or is that not a thing? My being too complex in my desires. Let's look it up. Because uh, if it's one action to get off the um, cart, or does it eat up, like, say, like difficult terrain, 10 feet of movement? Because I want to spend one action to move into position and two actions to stab
2: him. Well, I believe you can use ath- athletics to jump over there.
1: Yeah, it's an athletics check, and it's either a high jump or a long jump, and it's two. It actually, I'm looking it up in the rules, it's two actions to do
3: that. Then forget it. It won't net me any benefits. Yeah. It's really not going to get you anything better, so you can just do it manually. There you go. So I get off, move, but I will attack. But does she have a weapon out?
2: Yeah, she does not.
3: Oh, well, I'm doing it anyway. Get down off the cart. You move
1: to the wolf. Take her sweet time trying to attack it. And you hit and kill it. That is really unfair. I'm telling you that right now. True Frosthammer. You have a mangy wolf in front of you, and up to the north, you see a large wolf. It seems to be dripping a green ichor, and it seems much larger and much deadlier than the one in front of you. What do you do?
4: Well, I've got this. Since I have this mangy wolf in front of me, I have to deal with this threat. So I'm going to look at the, ca- at the caustic wolf with the green stuff. I don't have time for you. And I'm going to use intimidating glare so that I'll try and demoralize him and I won't have the minus four for not knowing my language. So I'm going to roll intimidate and try to beat his will DC. Looks like an 18.
1: 18 will be enough. So you do get the minus four or you don't get the minus four.
4: I do not get the minus four because it's a feat. I'm not using uh, verbal components. I'm actually just glaring with my red eyes.
1: So, yes, for those of you new to the rules, normally that would be a minus four since you're not speaking wolf. But because this barbarian is so barbaric, she manages to uh, intimidate the caustic wolf. Good job. So the caustic wolf now has frightened one, I believe. Yes. Good job. Two more actions. What are you doing?
4: So, narratively, I'm going to do one thing, but it's going to use two actions. I'm going to attempt to strike the wolf. Uh, I've got that backwards. I'm going to attempt to trip it with the flail and then come down with a strike on it. So, I'm going to make an athletics to trip it. This is versus its reflex DC.
1: Let's see. Uh, 14 does not manage to trip the wolf.
4: Okay. Well, I'm still going to try to strike it then.
1: Now, trip is considered an attack. So this second attack will be at a
4: minus five. Okay. Uh-huh. That's right. Didn't like that, did you? Not very much. I missed that part in the rule book. Roll good. Oh. <laughs> that's actually a five.
1: That actually was a critical fail, by the way. I'm just letting you know that that really was a one. But we're not going to do anything about that, shall we? Yeah, if you notice all these new rules, they have keywords to them and I'm looking right at the trip and underneath trip it has a little keyword called attack, which means that's considered an attack. So yeah, go ahead and trip all you want. I don't mind if you're using that second one at a minus five. Happy to oblige.
4: I believe you. I just missed that keyword, and I think that's what you gotta look for in this new edition, is you gotta be watching for your keywords. Oh no, I'm
1: looking at all my keywords. All right, this wolf... Actually, this wolf's not going to get that close. caustic wolf is getting up near Brixley, but not quite. As the wolf gets next to Brixley and the rest of the people, it leashes a terrifying howl. And all enemies within 30 feet can become demoralized. Dun, dun, dun! So let me roll my... Plus eight. So that's 17 versus your will DC. So all of you, it's your will plus 10. So does that beat Ooh. everyone? Does anyone win? I'll this way. Did anyone not get demoralized by the howl of the caustic wolf? I have a seven will. So 17. So 17. So okay. you make it. I'm at 15. So I guess I'm demoralized.
4: I'm at 16. So I spooked a little bit. Yeah, 15. I'm spooked.
1: So, takes one to no
2: one. There you go.
3: Does being frightened for that wolf affect his howling? Like, does, what does a frightened one condition make you do?
2: Well, frightened makes you run away, doesn't
1: it? No, no, no. It's totally Probably different. Not. It's a minus one to all checks in DC. So, if it's frightened, it actually <laughs> would be a... You're right. Um, 16. So, who had 16? Was that Prue? I had 16. Yeah. Doesn't help. Doesn't help Brixley. Though. Well, Prue felt a shiver go up her spine for a second. And then she realized, what am I doing? I'm not scared of this thing. I ain't
2: afraid
4: of no wolf. There you go.
2: Who's up? Looks like Celeste. Um, she is still afraid for her life. She, she shakily pulls up her, her dress, uh, around her leg where she got bitten a couple times. Um, And as she does so, um, she starts to run her hands just above the the nasty wound. Um, A brilliant halo of light appears above her head, uh, and then light emanates from her hands into the wound, sealing it up. Uh, So that is one action for the angelic halo, uh, which is her cool bloodline ability, and two actions for a heal on herself, and it heals for a d8 plus 8.
1: Okay, so you cast your heal. Do you want to roll to see?
2: Looks like 8 plus 8 is 13. Oh, plus 2 for the halo, so it's actually 15. So more than a. Whoa! Enough.
1: What? How much does that heal for?
2: Heal's pretty cool. It can be anywhere between 1 and 3 uh, actions. If it's just one action, it's a range of touch, which is all I really needed. Um, but it only heals for 1d8 hit points if I do two actions, which is verbal and somatic, as she's like, you know, muttering to herself, a spell has a range of 30 feet, and healing a living creature, it increases the hit points restored by 8. So I did those two actions for heal after my angelic halo, which is verbal and only one action. Um, And, uh, so going back to heal real quick, if you do heal, if you do three actions, it's material, somatic, and verbal. I'm not sure what the material would be, but there you go. Uh, You just Burst positive energy in a thirty-foot emanation, and it targets all living and undead creatures in the burst. So you don't get the plus eight, but you still get to do basically a d8 channel, essentially. If you're familiar with Pathfinder one.
1: So according to gym teachers, would be rubbing dirt in it. <laughs> Just rub some dirt in it. Uh, and the angelic halo, which is one action, gives you a plus two to all heal effects. Correct.
2: Yeah, uh, I gain an angelic halo. Um, it's a light emanation. Uh, Within 15 feet, oh, I guess there's no light. Keyword. We're looking at these keywords again. Uh, your angelic halo with an aura that increases allies' healing from the heal spell, and you gain a +2 status bonus to hit points healed to your allies in the area.
1: I don't think sickened would affect it because it's not a it's not a um, check.
2: Yeah, it's not a check or a DC. So.
1: Brixley is up. Brixley has a new wolf to. Uh... Brixley's a little bit intimidated, but he's not going to let that stop him. So he's going to take some attacks against this guy. Oh, by the way, the wolf is bigger than you. That's all right. I've got a big sword and a shield for dealing with well, a small sword and a shield. A for big dealing rapier. With that sort
4: of that's, that's good to know.
1: Carry a big rapier and a small shield. Move one is an attack. 15. Not even close. Which misses by that much. Move two is an even less likely attack. 16 misses again. And he's going to raise his shield with his third action. Oh, the the, <laughs> the coward. I mean, the valiant. Rixley. Mangy wolf. I'm using the tools. I'm using the tools at my disposal. I wonder if the mangy wolf should trip Prue just to give her a little taste of her own medicine.
4: We can do it. Nah. <laughs> It's
1: going to attack you with a two. All right, that that missed. He should have tripped. He still would have missed you. Does its second attack to try to hit you. Misses again. By the way, it's trying to bite you. It's just doing the bite, bite, bite from the itchy
4: and scratchy show.
1: And um, I
4: think he's fishing for crits now. He is fishing.
1: He's fishing for hits because 20s are, it's not the same rules anymore. Remember, the rules are different now for crits. Now you're minus what are you? You're sickened as well. So you have minus so one So
4: I'm not sickened.
1: Yeah you are. You had the um, okay. you had the fleas on you. Fleas the fleas.
4: Oh uh, okay. Alright, when you said it was good news I thought you meant it's fine, don't worry about
1: it. No, no, you All got right. fleas I'm... on you. So so let's see, that is minus to your status. Penalty for all your checks in DC, so I don't think that's against your AC, right? Barely misses you, as that's actually a 16. Sorry, a yeah, 16, which would have hit you if you had a minus one.
3: Cade is up. I'll save you, Brixley. I'm going to move in such a way that it does not provoke. If he if they still think that way, move up four, then diagonal one. Okie dokie. And I would like to sneak attack this uh, uh, fuzzy disease boy. Caustic wolf. Snarl. How, I I, I, how do I sneak attack? You don't. You just do the attack. And then if you do I just the do damage, it and then roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I really wouldn't worry about that sneak attack if you roll a two. So. Um,
3: yeah. Well, I'm attacking again.
1: Oh. Well,
3: hey now. Now, since you
1: have a finesse weapon that's only a minus four.
3: Only a minus four. We'll see. But he's also flat-footed.
1: So that gives you a plus. I'm f- flanking. Yeah. Well, it's the same
3: thing. Yeah, If for flanking, he becomes flat-footed.
1: So what is your sneak attack bonus, by the way, for damage? A d6. That sounds pretty d6. You hit. Oh, look at that. And you do your five points of piercing plus
4: two points of
1: sneak. You sneaky bastard. Prue That's me. is up.
4: All right, this wolf's getting on my nerves. True, still is affected by the fleas, by the way. So what kind of action is it to get rid of these
1: fleas? You believe if you scratch away, you might be able to remove the fleas from
4: your your body. All right, I'm going to spend one action scratching. You
1: spend one action scratching and flicking them away, and you're no longer covered with fleas.
4: Good to know. Now, this wolf's getting on my nerves. So I'm going to go ahead and let my blood start to boil a little bit, which summons a spectral host around me and my weapon. And then I'm going to try... So that's me going into rage, and then I'm going to strike him. Oh, I forgot to actually turn on the rage in the program. Turn on rage, bleep blorp. So do your attack again,
1: because now I wanted to keep in all your bonuses, because you get a plus three temp hit points. Plus three to damage, and minus one to your AC. Yeah! Yes. You know, that's just not freaking fair. 27, which is plus a 20, more than enough to crit this poor wolf, and uh, 19 points of damage, so it's dead. Uh, You still have an action left. Oof. What are you going to do? Didn't expect that,
4: did you?
3: Take one action to flex.
4: I did one for fleas, one for strike, and one for the rage. Oh,
3: that's right. The
1: rage is
4: one. I forgot about that. Okay.
1: Uh Uh-oh. The wolf decides to do something atrocious. The wolf jumps backwards behind Cade and then decides to let out of its mouth. Is it bees? Stream of green acid explodes from the wolf's mouth coding Cade and Brixley both of you give me a reflex save yeah Brixley 24, 20 24 because you are listed. are you kidding me are you freaking kidding me
2: <laughs> what's up <laughs> yes yes that's 320 of, of
1: that's
3: the 3... tiny three. Twenties
1: in a row. That's not fair. (laughs) Okay.
3: It's a critical success, I would guess.
1: Critical success. So you obviously take no damage whatsoever. (laughs) When the number is 20, increase the degree of success by one step. So a 20 isn't necessarily a critical success. It's just one step higher. So you succeeded and then got critical success. Kate, on the other hand got a critical success, and then rolled a 20. So he got a critical, critical success. So Jason, you got an A+, plus, but Rob got an A++. plus. So just oh. letting you know in case a you uh, want to know about that.
4: You know, Need to try harder next time. Celeste is up. All
2: right. Um, Celeste uh, is dealing with her next biggest problem, which is all these darn fleas. Now what can I do to get rid of the fleas? You can brush them off. Oh, is that that simple? Uh, then she does, so she brushes them off. You spend one action to
1: interact with yourself and brush off the fleas. They are now gone.
2: Oh, fantastic. Uh, then And they're
1: on Brixley instead.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, but- wait a second. <laughs> oh, um, my apologies, Brixley. I, I didn't. Uh- oh, I'm sorry.
1: I'll just roll around, them in the- roll around in the acid and get rid of them that way.
4: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. No,
2: don't roll around. Uh, For her other two actions, she will take care of the last important thing to her at the moment, uh, which is all this blood that's all over her dress and her cloak. Uh, She uses two actions to cast Prestidigitation and uses it to just clean away the blood.
1: Notice that Celeste still hasn't left the cart. She's up there, tidying herself, getting rid of fleas, making herself look pretty, healing her damage... Let all the plebs... She almost died. Let all the plebs take care of these wolves. Just what
2: I expected. That's not her job to murder wolves.
1: Brixley. Okay, I think I can get up there. The fleas don't really take purchase. But between the fact that you're so short and you're under her next to the cart, some fleas definitely were uh, dancing around in your head there. Can't stand in my square. Well, no, I also didn't want to potentially take an attack of opportunity if the big guy gets one. Yeah, what is your movement? Because a lot of you have twenty. Sh- I'm a little, sl- I'm a little slower. Yeah, your movements are much slower in Pathfinder Second Edition. I have a
3: twenty-five because I'm a little.
1: Sk- so I step up into attack position and take a swing with my rapier or a stab with my rapier, technically. <laughs> All right. Well, the twenty yes. stopped, but um, you can yeah. do max damage. Eleven, 11 of damage. damage. Oh. And then, with my third action, I will raise my shield. Cade, right. Cade cannot be allowed to kill Steele. I'm telling you right now. This this wolf needs to do. It needs to do its full damage attack on one of you. Come on. Oh, come on. Stop. Stop flanking it.
3: It, it, it never. It didn't I'll never do stop flying Anything. You. Literally to never. You.
1: It's just a wolf. It was just saying hi. And is had, that what it says? Hi. It had some indigestion. It
2: just happened. Should...
1: breath. Yes.
2: yes. It just had some halitosis. That's Be nice. Right. That's right. He didn't. I don't tolerate bad some breath. Some liquid halitosis.
3: This
1: is a blo- strike a blow for good hygiene. I'll show and you. you. Get the sneak attack because of its uh... correct Oh god. You hit with your sixteen. It hits because <laughs> it's sh- it has all that stuff and flat footed and flanking. And I do it again. Oh man. Take that. Your stinky breath That's not, fine. That's that's not nearly enough. The twelve. It's not even a twelve, an eight doesn't even come close. <phone rings> Prue is raging. Rage against the machine. Rage against the light. The dying of the light. Do it, Prue.
3: Rage do against it.
4: bad breath. So so she's going to snort a little bit and then just use her two actions to do a sudden charge so she can stride twice and make a strike, all with two actions.
2: So won't uh, abide by bad breath either. It's why she won't stand next to Cookie.
1: Prue runs up, takes a swing for a 20, does 10 points of damage, and the wolf is dead.
3: The wolf is no longer here.
1: So with that, the three wolves, sorry, four wolves are dead. The uh, other wolves that were fighting the rest of the caravan up north flee into the woods with the caustic wolf dying and with a churling howl of, <laughs> and the other wolves seem to uh, lose all hope. What do you guys do?
4: I'm going to sit back in the cart like nothing happened.
2: So you, you took care of the wolves then?
3: We took care of them. Are you all right, Brixley? Is your mustache singed off? No, I think I think I'm okay. He still he still chafes internally. He still chafes a little at the idea that he had to be
1: saved. He, was, he didn't appreciate
3: that. <laughs> uh, Cade will uh, you know clap you on the back and sheath his short sword after wiping it off, and uh, you know give you a little nudge. Let's let's get back to the cart.
1: Let's go take a look around and see if anyone else is injured or anything. Bort and the rest of the caravan, after fighting their own wolves, comes over to you and looks at you all and says, "Oh, uh, you, you all okay back here? Uh, you guys okay with them wolves? Uh, you okay, lady?" No, I almost died. Oh, oh, do you
2: do you need some healing? We can we can do a little healing. Is it all of you okay?
4: We're fine.
2: Oh, um, maybe my wounds weren't so bad after all.
1: Oh, that's that's good to hear, yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened here. He, like, sort of looks at the wolves and sort of looks over at the the acid-breathing wolf, and he's like, hmm, that, that's mighty weird. i uh, never heard of a wolf with acid before, but who knows what's going on in them weird hills. You know, sometimes the magic sort of leaks and uh, weird things happen, but, um... All right, I think we should go. Oh, wait a second. What happened here? And he kind of walks over to the cart and looks over to the area where Prue uh, jumped onto the cart. And it looks like the cart took a little damage from the attack, or perhaps when you guys were jumping off the cart and doing your acrobatics. And it seems to have slid off the trail and into the mud. And he's like, hmm, looks like it's stuck. Uh, I think we're going to need a little bit of help here to get this uh, wagon moving. Do you mind if you uh, fellows and ladies, please get off the cart so
2: we can uh, unstuck it? Uh, Celeste gingerly gets off, making very sure not to step in any puddles of acid or mud.
1: So you carefully get off, and sure enough, the uh, cart appears to have slid right into a very large puddle of mud, and it's almost like cemented in. And wants to know, uh, hey, uh, could, could some of you uh, your fellows, could you, can you help here? It's going to take a couple of us to probably move this card out. It's, uh, we're going we're gonna to help, too. But I think uh, I think we're all going to need to push. It looks like it's really wedged in there. Uh, make way. I would be happy to help. It's a, I may look deceptively small, but I'm reasonably
3: strong. I will be uh, uh, cleaning my nails with one of my daggers. All right. Well, uh, go ahead. G- g- push push hard. I have a
2: kit for that if you'd like a, to use an actual nail file, perhaps?
3: Oh, well,
1: sure. With that, the two teamsters, Ulf and Ulf, who are twins, by the way, twin humans, they both stand next to Bort where the actual wheel is kind of ledged in there. In addition, Glunda, Grapeleaf, grape leaf, she's a female gnome, She also takes position and even Cookie and Tamil, Tamil, a female half-orc. She's, you never hear her talk. She's very, very quiet, but she also stands next to the cart. And Bord looks at you and says, okay, everybody, one, two, three. Give me
4: athletics check. I'm going to roll this.
1: Ew. Brixley apparently slips in the mud. Oh, Oh, Brixley. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So Prue manages to successfully pick up the cart and lift it. Everyone else manages to pick up the cart and move it as well. Brixley does exactly that. Brixley slips on the mud, falls face first right into a puddle, and is now fatigued from the exertion and getting the wind knocked out of him that's a minus one to your ac and minus one to all your saves the good news is the cart is free hurrah hurrah and Bort looks at you and pulls you up out from the mud bricks and says at least you put some effort into it i'll tell you what i'll buy you dinner in town for all your hard work i'll buy dinner for all of you and tell you some of my famous tales. <laughs> well, that's wor- well, that's well worth a face full of mud, then. So with that, he's like, alright, let's, let's hurry up and get back to the task. I want to get to town before nightfall.
2: Do you think there's any more of those, those wolves around?
1: Oh, so I i warn worry, ma'am. I, I don't think those wolves are going to bother us anymore. Plus, we're only about an hour outside town. I'll, I'll pick up speed to try to avoid any more
3: hostilities. And one of them wolves, it uh, was a little sick. Like, a lot sick. With yeah, I acid that. out of its yeah. mouth. Sick. Is that a plague stone thing? I I, I wouldn't worry about that. that. You know that that just happens from time to
2: time. I hear.
3: Oh yeah, vomitous wolves.
2: Vomitous wolves happens from time to time. Vomitous
3: acid wolves sounds like I guess a natural occurrence.
2: Sure,
1: sure. Until I can totally tell you one of my stories, I once had a pet golden retriever
2: who breathed fire once in a while. That's that's also interesting. I. I didn't even think creatures like this existed in real life. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet.
0: All right, everyone, let's
1: mount up and get out of here. So it worked. We were able to get the cart. Oh, yes. You managed to successfully pick up the cart and push it. And you did such a good job that you picked it up so high that Brixley slipped and fell right into the mud and is now winded for the rest of the day. You're fatigued. That's all I really wanted. I'm glad. You're glad the cart got out of the mud, or you're glad that Brixley is now covered in mud?
4: Let's go with dealer's choice. Can't it be both? I'm (laughs) going
1: to try to not take that (laughs) first. So, by the way, fatigued. We're throwing around a lot of new terms, and the thing I got all my sheets printed out here, because I have no idea what most of these mean, you have minus one to your AC and saving throws, and you can only recover of fatigue after a full night's rest by the way that's how that works so just...
4: well, hopefully nothing else will happen
2: master silverthorn uh since the the cat so to speak is out of the bag about my uh, magical inclinations would you like me to clean the mud up off you it'll be quite a bit quicker than, than doing it so conventionally
1: sure if you have something that would help with that uh
2: Oh uh, yes, just a little rhyme. She sort of mutters under her breath as she makes a complicated gesture, and then she starts passing her hand over your body uh, as light radiates from it, and it sweeps the mud away and any other dirt and dust and, and trail muck.
1: Well, as if, as if I just woke up in the morning, but of course now I'm I'm still tired. I think a nap might be in order, but. Maybe after we get to maybe after we get to town
4: you look fresh as a babe and just as strong hey <laughs> oh he
3: needs a good stiff drink
1: oh by the way something new I'm gonna have you keep track of your own experience points I figured that would be a fun experiment I never actually use experience we usually do um, milestones yeah milestones are where you are in the story but that's an adventure path. I'm not doing that for this. I'm going to be doing x- XP. And also the new system I like a lot. It's 1,000 XP per level. That's it. It's perfectly balanced. It actually works very elegantly. So the Mangy Wolves were worth 30 XP each. And the Caustic Wolf was worth 60 XP each. So there was three Mangy Wolves and one Caustic Wolf. How much XP does that equal? 1,000. Exactly <laughs> wrong.
2: 150.
1: 150. So you each have 150 experience. Look at that. Ding, ding, ding.
4: So you don't even have to divide it.
1: Nope. No more dividing. No more of that fun stuff. And the other thing that's fascinating is that if you are lower than the other characters in terms of average character level for the party, you get extra experience. So it's actually designed to help you keep up or catch up very quickly. I think it's beautifully elegant. Well, that's pretty cool. You get back onto the carts. You continue your journey through the woods. It takes only about an hour. And you roll into town a few hours before dusk.
4: If we have a few hours to get there, does that mean that we can do medicine checks to heal tiny amounts of damage?
1: It's one hour to get there. Ah. I'm not sure how long the medicine check would take. Treat wounds. Ten minutes treating one injured creature. The target is then temporary immune to treat wounds for one hour, but blah 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 medicine check so let's see um yeah if you want to treat wounds while you're on the cart I'll allow you to do that you have healers tools to do
4: that I don't think I have anything but I'm not a self-proclaimed healer so
2: was anyone else injured during the attack from the other cart
4: I mean I'm bleeding
2: right across from you so you know I know you are I was asking if anyone else was um
3: I did great. I am. I am fit as a fiddle. I. I don't think I got hit. You took like
2: half from the other cart that fought wolves. Narratively, while we didn't, while we took care of.
1: Oh, it. oh, those—they're fine. Don't worry about them. They had minor scrapes, and they're—they have no damage. They took care of it themselves.
2: Okay, um, in that case, uh, Ms. Frosthammer, I—I I, I couldn't help but notice that you, while well, you're bleeding, um, I have. Well, I have some magical talent. I don't really like to bring it up. People get kind of obsessive it's prude. about it. Oh, no, it's it's obsessive about it, not prude ju- about it's it. It's just prude. I don't know that anyone's really been prude about it. But anyhow, Miss Frosthammer, um, if you wanted me to uh, fix up that wound, I could probably do so. It'd be useful. Oh, well, I, I do appreciate being useful. Um, usually it's a whole routine. Um, anyhow, just hold still for just a, a moment uh, and she'll do uh, the two action spell cast and uh, and heal a d8 plus 8, which I think should be more than enough.
4: Oh yeah, I only have three hit points worth of damage, so... It's
2: a... uh, and the thing about her healing, even though it's magical, it still leaves scars. So.
1: Well, that way you're still cool.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm sure Prue already has enough scars that you'd have a hard time finding that one.
2: It does seem to blend right in, doesn't it?
4: So, you're now out of
1: first-level spells, because that's your third first-level one. I sure am. Okay, just double-checking. Just double-checking, make sure we're on the same page. Not that it's going to matter later, just talking. Anyhow, with that, you arrive to Etrin's Folly. You are arriving from the north, and... As you go through the north of town, you see simple wood and thatch homes that look identical to one another are in a similar state of disrepair. A number of the homes clearly look abandoned. Their roofs collapsed. In addition, you also go through large fields, obviously of turnips. Turnips and more turnips. As you continue through, you go through the middle of town, And you go around an ancient stone with a large, flat cylindrical rock standing two feet high with a hole in its center and a bowl-shaped depression off to one side. It is covered with moss. And I even have a picture. I just put a picture in the handouts for you to see what the center of town looks like. You uh, continue until you reach your destination. Which is the combination in tavern and store, as this is a rather small town.
2: But cute, quaint, not nearly as dreadful as everyone had made it out to be.
1: Yes, welcome to Feed Mill, the place where you're gonna be staying overnight. Bort and the boy start unloading the horses and all the supplies and looks at you and says, Oh everybody, welcome to Feed Mill. And you see a halfling, female halfling, come out of the stables and warmly greet Bort and uh, his teamsters and starts taking the horses and looking them over. He looks at you and says, I have a couple of errands to run, but uh, I'll meet you here tonight for supper. Feel free to make yourselves at home. Uh, Maybe you want to check out the store, get something to eat inside. And with that, he takes off to do some errands and meanwhile the rest of the stable hands and caravan helpers are unloading everything and getting ready to uh, settle down for the night what do you do
0: you've been listening to roll for combat a pathfinder actual play podcast If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, anyone can be the healer now. I'm looking at you, fighter.